the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. All right, welcome to the Minnesota Football Show uh, early edition. It's me, Bridget McDowell, Eric Silva Brenneman here. Uh, yeah. Nice and early on a Sunday morning. It is. Um, it's uh, pajamas and coffee edition. Yep. <laughs> Got my I'm three sips into my first cup here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and after a little late night loons action out west, so we'll get into that a little bit. But uh, well, Rodrigo's got the the day off. His brother got married, so he was doing the uh, the fiesta, and clearly was not going to be able to make probably whatever time we decided, but definitely not yeah. this way before noon time. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's new with you, Bridget? Uh, not a whole lot. No. No, getting, well, fairly busy in the next couple of weeks, just between soccer teams, but mm-hmm. uh, helping Matt Provatsky with uh, go for soccer coverage. Oh, cool. Um, so headed out there today. That's part of the reason we're going early here. Yes. Um, but yeah, other than that, not a whole lot. How about you? For you. I mean, this <laughs> is the main thing. <laughs> Still, still, really no pain in this in this wrist, but I, I am. Well, that's because I'm, it's immobilized. So. It's immobilized. Yep. And uh, yeah, so surgery's happening on Thursday. So not super looking forward to that, but I am looking forward to just getting back to some semblance of normality. Um, just get it done. That's right. Done. Yeah, and and I mean, you you've been through this whole thing, so basically, you know what they were saying is. It's, it's going to speed up the process. So I'll, I'll already be doing PT like the following week in two weeks. And she said, potentially I could even be playing, you know, cause we're not exactly talking about dealing with a lot of weight. I'm just holding a guitar or holding my cello neck. Right. So uh, that's exciting. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. But I'm also, you know, squeamish about things and, and, and the, and the internet exists and it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't, don't do look that. at it. Don't do it. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Made that mistake once. Don't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's. Um, I mean, you're pretty much these days. You're pretty much out of it by the time they like before they even wheel you into the room. And so, so did you, I was going to be my next question. Did you go fully out, or did they they keep you? Uh, oh, they just oh. anesthetized the. You were gone. Full, fully out. I, there was yeah. there was one time where we just did a, a local, but that like that didn't involve anything with bone so uh-huh. um well i think they actually give me the option for this like if you want to like hang out and watch it on tv <laughs> i'm like yeah. i mean it, it kind of sounds interesting I, to a certain extent i mean like, it could but i don't want to like panic and freak out and then have that right. be an issue where they have to like restrain me yeah. and then <laughs> knock me out again <laughs> which i could also see happening <laughs> i mean they basically immobilize you so you can't do that anyway but uh yeah yeah, and and you're pumped full of drugs anyway so you don't really care but yeah i mean they the one time we did a local it was when uh last year when they had to pull the sutures that didn't like dissolve Mm. so they had to go in and pull them out and i was awake for that we just did that in the clinic and she injected a bunch of stuff and it was yeah. kind of cool to watch um but yeah I, anything involving screws and drills and plates and all that yeah. stuff yeah i would just take the drugs and damn it take a very expensive nap <laughs> usually you get you get some good like anti-anxiety meds before they even will you back so you're all chill before they move you to the table and then you're out so yeah. yeah all right well that's good to know i have no transition from that into football <laughs> except for i suppose the the 
massive injury list that still keeps happening with with Minnesota United. But let's talk about. Um, hey, at least you don't have to play on Tuesday. So that's true. There's... That's true. <laughs> there you go. That's the segue. <laughs> Nicely done, Bridget. Nailed it. Um, let's talk USOC really quick. So we had the big final. Uh, Orlando hosting the the USL darlings, uh, Sacramento Republic, and I think you know most of us are hoping Sac Republic could. Uh, could do the thing and have a big upset and it did not go that way. Uh, Orlando wins the match three nil with Torres getting a brace. And then uh, a late uh, Michelle uh, penalty, like way or, or no, so just regular goal. That one was, but basically as time was running late. Out. Yeah. Yep. So three nil, there you go. Um, anything to say there, I guess, congrats Orlando and Oscar Pareja. Like, yeah. Finally, that this is the first like trophy he's won, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I mean, it's yeah, it's nice to see them get hardware finally. But yeah, always always pulling for the USL side. Yes. Especially after hearing that Orlando was spying on practice. Um, oh yeah, talk more about that. I, I don't I don't know all those details. Uh, so I guess well, the weird thing is, Sac Republic was actually training at like a public park, not like. Uh, I don't know if Orlando didn't normally train at the home sites facility. So I don't, I don't know if that's where, where Orlando set them up or how that all went down. But, but yeah, one of the, one of the tech staff was asked to leave. Um, he was seen watching training and he was asked to leave multiple times and didn't and um, believe there were sanctions against him, but um, otherwise they just kind of, went ahead with things as normal so dang interesting story because i mean of course you know there's there's a lot of well of course the mls is going to beat the the usl side and lower division guys are always going to lose these games and whatever and then you have the mls team like spying on the usl team and that's absurd so definitely shady but uh but yeah um congratulations orlando Mm mm-hmm yeah, and they're still alive, I think, in terms of uh, playoff contention. I can't remember where they land in the uh, in the Eastern, but I think they're probably actually kind of similar. Where I think it's now. yeah, I think it's a pretty similar position. Um, actually, let me pull that up real quick. But uh, okay, while you look at that, I'll, oh, you got it. No, go ahead. I was just going to mention that uh, Houston, after having just some difficulties, like you know, winning. Uh, certainly since the loss in Minnesota, they've been out of the playoffs for a long time. Anyway, long story short, they fired uh, Nagamura, which which is kind of a bummer for me personally because he is like the lone Brazilian coach in the MLS. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're back down to zero. <laughs> and they gave um, him, what, like four months, right. something like that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He did not have a lot of time. That's true. And, and he just seemed like a really nice guy. I mean, he was a really dynamic player back in the day too. And, you know, I, I, it's, it's hard to put yourself in those, in those shoes of like the owner or whatever, but it just, it just kind of sucks from an optics perspective that you have this, you know, Japanese Brazilian, like multi-ethnic representation within the league in terms of a, a, a coach and, and he's gone. So Wah, wah. Uh, yeah, so Orlando's sitting in fifth with 42 okay. points, but they're right on that bubble. Fifth, sixth, and seventh is Orlando, mm-hmm. Cincy, and Columbus. And Cincinnati also has 42 points. Columbus is 41. So, Well, that um, is a good transition. Yeah, to, to, to talk about this match yesterday, because spoiler alert, we're going to go down that those same exact numbers <laughs> basically in a second here. <laughs> um, so Minnesota, Minnesota went to Portland. Yesterday, late match, as, as you mentioned, um, we should start by saying uh, big shouts and props to friend of the pod, Petrosen Roberto, that made a sweet uh, two pole representing the the union uh, for the uh, the media, the camera workers that we that we talked about here on the program, and you know he he was showing it off before the match, but the cool thing was the the camera actually got a shot of him in, in the stands, which was awesome and a long. And he, hovering pause yes yes that's what i was gonna get to uh maybe you could talk about it because i didn't actually see it live but apparently it made cal a little uncomfortable which is like the double bonus 
<laughs> no, it was just kind of funny because I, I don't think anyone expected them to like hold on. And I'm sure he was being told, you know, like change the subject, talk about something different. If mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about like the camera director right, who was probably right. like, that's my guy. Yeah, <laughs> he represents yeah. us. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, he, they, as always gave, gave a shout out to the traveling supporters and the camera pans over there real quick. Like it typically does. And instead of panning away right away, it just kind of stayed there for a good <laughs> five, awesome. 10, 15, 20 seconds. And awesome. um, Kale had to ch- kind of change the subject, but there was definitely somebody talking in his ear, you know, saying, okay, let's, uh, let's stop talking about the traveling supporters. Um, awesome. That's but yeah, they, so there was, there was Rob's two pole and then um, the bucket hat crew was wearing their uh, abortionist healthcare t-shirts as well so mm. there was a there was a nice a nice little line there of um of representation so uh, very cool yeah very it was, cool it was cool we did not uh, see much of them the rest of the game so. yeah yeah that that i noticed yes by the time i tuned in i was like well i guess <laughs> guess yeah, that, that was, happened and that was done. over they they got their 20 seconds uh in one solid block and yeah. uh that was it yeah i love just having that little bit of uh rebelliousness with the the camera operator just be like you know what doing this <laughs> doing this right now <laughs> good on them um all right well let's talk a little bit about the match here um so Reynoso is injured we talked a little bit about this before we started recording it is just a knock you said right on the ankle or something yeah i mean he just kind of tweaked the the same ankle that he had been rehabbing so he was yeah. swollen after the last match um keith had said he'd probably keep him out uh, a game or two just to make sure that he is good to go for the final stretch of games. Um, but uh, of course, with additional injuries added this week, um, Reynoso is also sitting on yellow card accumulation. So he's one away from a suspension. Um, so he's trying to control that situation. And then last night, we also have Fragapane out um, two games, yellow yep. card suspension plus his yep. second yellow red. Um, and then the injury to Bongi, uh, knee strain this week in training. So, um, three of your front four. That's a lot. Out. <laughs> yep. Uh, and not even traveling. Um, so it, yeah, they mixed it up a little bit. Three, five, two. It, mix, in, it up, mix it up a lot bit. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's all the same guys just kind of in different spots. Um, Three five two in attack, more of a five three two in defense. But mm-hmm. um, Mender Garcia up top with Amaria, and then that really surprised me when I yeah, turned out. I was like, yeah. oh, "Wait, do we have the two strikers up?" <laughs> it, it, I had to like double tick a few times. Is this really happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was it interesting. Was. I mean, they they played a lot like they tend to play in the four two three one. So I mm-hmm. I think with Amaria, you can pretty much do whatever formation around him. And with all these wingers, it, it works out. But um, yeah, Coleman, Boxy, and Lawrence on the back line and, and Taylor, uh, Taylor in there as well. Um, more on the wing. Uh, Lawrence was playing more center back. Um, and then we had Lude, Trap, uh, all those guys all of your wingers and all your midfielders right in the middle for the attack, uh, which I think worked out a little bit. It, it definitely took a while for them to settle into the game. Opening few minutes was. Yeah. Take it away. Why don't don't you give your impressions of like the first, I don't know, basically the first half I tuned in late. So go ahead. I mean, the first, the first five minutes were uh, looked a little shaky for United. Um, like five minutes in, the Charas were both, you know, trying to trying to get behind the back line and, and taking advantage of some of the um, communication in midfield that the Loons hadn't really settled into yet. So Portland had most of the ball and like in Minnesota's third for the first five minutes. Um, Diego Diego sent a couple of shots in. Yimmy Chara missed miss hit a like a point blank header in front of the box and, and sent it over the crossbar. Um, so Dane had a couple, you know, scary moments within five minutes of mm. the whistle to, to start things off. But um, after that, they 
balloons seem to kind of settle into it. Um, we get to the to like the ninth minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota takes their first corner, earned by Amanda Garcia on a nice run. Um, Benitez takes the corner. Uh, Lude got a touch on it, cleared off the line. Almeria got a head on it, cleared off the line. I think Trap was involved there too. Uh, so double saves off the line for Ivicic and Ivicic. That's and his, his name. Man, yeah, that yeah. was that was some super hero, super heroic uh, goalkeeping right there. Because yep. the second one too, like, yeah, it, the first one he is kind of like the slide, like he gets it with his foot, right? Yeah. And then, and and so he's he's on the ground, like his mm-hmm. butt and legs are on the ground, and somehow he's able to just get one of that the the hands up to block the second. I mean, within within a second. Yeah, even, and the I mean, and the second shot was better than the, better than the yes. first one. Amri is, yes. I mean, he was closer, but he also just connected a little bit better on that one um, yeah. than Lude did. But yeah, it you know. Should have been a goal there. We we saw moments like that a couple of times. I think there was there was another one in the second half where it it took like line clearances from the defenders to to keep it out. So mm-hmm. um, should have been a few goals for the loons. Uh, none. They none. Ended up with zero. But yep. Um, I mean, it's not as bad as you know you would expect for a weird formation and a, and a weird situation yeah. going in, especially in Portland. So here's the, uh, the status 13 shots, no goals, which doesn't sound great, but uh, you know, if you can hold Portland to a nil, nil halftime, that's also not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, expected goals was like 2.4 for Minnesota to like 1.2 or something like that for Portland. I think we should be clear too that like this is the rivalry. Like I'm sick and tired of the whole KC thing. I think it's it's yeah. MNUFC in Portland. It's been like this now for like at least two years. So this is this well, is the thing. And and going back to you know NASL. I mean they, yes, they even mentioned that on the broadcast. Like this. Oh, that's good. This matchup is has gone back like multiple leagues. Like it's yep. this isn't just an MLS thing. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it's always going to be a, a tough match. It's always going to be a really chippy match. Um, mm-hmm. This one actually wasn't as, as chippy. As well, Fragapane wasn't in the, in the match. Well, so there couldn't be any racisms thrown around. <laughs> <laughs> Tempers uh, were, uh, were brought down a little bit in his yeah. absence, but um, right. yeah, it, and going up against the Charas where the, really the main factor and and again mm-hmm. they they get behind the defense a few times um and actually the so portland does score one goal just just the one so again it could have been worse um but it was a giveaway by Coleman in in midfield that set that one up um goes to a portland corner yep espria knocks it in he had he had the he was close all game it it was either going to be Hammer or Achara, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Aspria had the a bike early, like first twenty minutes or something, where he goes for the bicycle kick and Boxy is standing right behind him and just chests the ball down <laughs> and out. Um, but yeah, he gets his head on the on the corner kick and just back post. Yep. A um, couple things on this one that I noticed was. Man, it, it's too bad that uh, um, Amarija is like right there too, and it, it's you can't fault him. But at the same time, if you just would have like zigged instead of zagged, he probably could have cleared it instead of it getting yeah. to us. But because he's like he he looks so much taller, like it, he's probably not a foot taller, but like on TV, he, he looks a taller. Foot taller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, Espriad jumps. He's a shorty, pretty high. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he but did. He, I mean, he, he jumps to the level of boxy. So that matchup was kind of fun to watch. But um, the other thing yeah. I was going to say is, um, I, I love this dude's celebrations. He always has the quality sellies and did did, did, the, did the round off into the backflip. Love it. 
I give extra kudos for this one because normally, you know, my gymnastics are not great, but I know enough that if, if you're doing the cartwheel or the, uh, or the round off, you use that momentum to kind of lead in and get your backflip set and going, right? One feeds the other. Dude stopped. He did, he did his round off, paused, won 1,000, and just did a standing backflip. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's significantly harder to do. <laughs> Why not? Good on him. <laughs> Good on him. Yes. So uh, there you go. So that, that's the lone goal. Um, anything else for, for the rest of the match? I mean, it was kind of back and forth. I put in here, I was, I was super impressed by, by Taylor. Like maybe this is the yeah. first time that I, that I'd really uh, paid attention to him. And it's, it's nice sometimes to watch on TV where you can, you know, you can follow one player or a couple players throughout the entire thing from that kind of a viewpoint, but man, he's fast watching mm-hmm. him just like track and just run the line and, and as fast as he can get down and get back. Kind of some uh, Miguel Ibarra flashbacks. I mean, he, Absolutely. he is yeah. speedy. I didn't realize he was that fast. I mean, I've seen him play in person many times. It's just different on TV for some reason. But, man, I was I was impressed with the speed. Yeah, and they, they needed that. Um, yeah, Amaria was, was being double team, triple teams, much like, you know, every team does to Reynoso when he's playing and, uh, Almeria was the target instead. Uh, so they needed somebody to, to really make those runs and, and draw some people away to, uh, to open up Luis a little bit and Garcia. Um, and he had a couple of really nice crosses into the box. I mean, we, we've seen those from him before. He has a couple of assists. Uh, we saw him send the one to Debassi a month or two ago. Um, right. And that's, that's his play. That's, you know, he sends a lot of those in. Uh, he sent one to, to Hanson, the, the lone sub at some point, uh, really late, um, actually in stoppage time. Um, but he had a, a few others to, to Lude. Uh, I think Lude had one to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but like box to box, he just, he's got the workman. Like, yes mentality um it'd be interesting to kind of see his mileage compared to compared well lawrence would be up there too but you know compared to some of the wingers and and see what his work rate is but for sure uh, for sure yeah yeah um good. let me ask you about uh about garcia what, what, what did you think about you know as as a starting striker pair with uh, with amaria obviously obviously we didn't get any goals but you know, he seemed like he was working pretty well. And, and yeah, what, what I was getting was, I don't know if he had a lot of shots, but it seemed like he was putting in a lot of dangerous balls, but I'll throw to you. Uh, he was playing an, a lot like we typically see Bongi play, making the runs down to the, to the byline and sending in a, a tight cross in front of goal. Um, so he paired with Amaria pretty well. Uh, and it was nice to see, you know, neither of them were being the, the really unselfish guys that we've often seen recently where Amaria won't take a shot. He'll, he'll lay it off instead. Um, so he paired, he paired well with Garcia for that because Garcia found those, uh, those late balls, sent them in for, you know, a, a one-time finish. Um, and none of them came off, but uh, he had quite a few shots that were, close he sent in a few of his own um from the right side and the left i mean they started with amaria on the left he usually leans over that way a little bit but um they they switched quite a bit uh we saw garcia make you know overlapping runs um i think he was he was solid and for you know for a guy who's only played in the like the four two three one and and with um, was behind them in the last his last appearance. Oh, it was. I mean, it was it was different from yeah. you know his his previous appearances. So um, I think it it worked pretty well, and and his speed kind of allowed them to to really press forward a bit more than than mm-hmm. we typically see. There's there's definitely a 
a sense of um, aggression there with him that I noticed compared to some other players. Like he, he's not, he's just, he's always going for it, whether he's yep. going forward or whether he's like trying to backtrack or whatever. He's, he's a pretty aggressive player, which is kind of a cool thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right, we, well, we see some ahead. of those runs from like Dunlady and, and even Bongi sometimes they'll make those runs and then just kind of like, stutter step a little bit hesitate when they get into the final third and mm-hmm. Garcia does not care nope. he's he is running right into people to take the ball back he's running right into them to to lay the ball off to somebody else um so he does a good job of drawing those players as well and um and setting up some space in front of goal yep yep well 1-0 is the final this would this makes it then uh, three losses in a row for Minnesota and four wins in a row for Portland. Um, I'll pause there for one sec because we'll talk about implications in a sec here. Um, just going through some MLS scores. We don't have to hit all of these, Bridget, but if there's just a couple you want to highlight. I mean, let's highlight the big ones. Cincinnati uh, really <laughs> takes it to San Jose, 6-0. Um, Brenner had a hat trick, I think. I mean, yeah. just all over the place. Um, Philly, once again, like how many, like, I'm trying to, I, I don't have it in my head, but they got to be at least at like four or five matches now where they've scored more than three goals on teams. Cause they're, they're putting up fives and sixes and eights. And yeah. it's just like, it's nuts. The amount of goals Philadelphia are scoring. Yep. Um, big win for, for Seattle, excuse me, uh, three nil over Austin. Still, still a threat as always in the uh, postseason kind of picture, trying to sneak in to the playoffs. It would be so weird not to have Seattle in the postseason, Like, that this is probably the first time ever, I think. Yeah. Um, so who knows? There's there's probably a glimmer of hope still there if they can <laughs> keep putting up these kind of numbers. And then a big win for Dallas. Uh, this kind of, you know, in terms of our conference, uh, two to one over LAFC, trying to hold them at bay a little bit. Uh, so yeah, anything else you want to highlight in there? Uh, Nashville and LA Galaxy drawing 1-1. One, one. Mm-hmm. Um, that at least with both of them in, in the top of the table that kind of sharing the point helps Minnesota a little bit in those terms. Um, (laughs) Atlanta United four, two with Joseph Martinez suspended for the week. So there's a whole lot of drama over there. There is. Uh, I actually talked to my cousin <laughs> yesterday, and we had a we had a solid ten minute conversation on Atlanta United drama. I bet. So yeah, I mean, I think they needed the they needed that win, um, and it's yeah. So that that whole thing's been interesting. But he was saying that I think they're mathematically eliminated. Like, there's not a lot they can do, but at least they can yeah. finish strong. So. You know, yeah. there's that. I mean, they, Which is, they need to get something from the season and, and that's you know, right. losing these these last few just with all of the things that they've been going through off the off the yeah. field. I think yeah. they need a, they need a couple of results. Well, I, I played I played a very, very small mini violin for him because he's just like, this will, be the, <laughs> this will be the first season ever. We haven't been in the playoffs. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Hold on, here's your tiny violin. And you're you're a long, long history. That's right. Um, That's that's a pretty incredible statistic, though, too, for that new of a team. That's pretty incredible. So, Um, what else we got here? Colorado wins over Vancouver, and Salt Lake and D.C. tie, also kind of sort of helpful for for Minnesota-ish. But anyway... If we look at things right now, I got I got to pull it up on the thing unless you have it there available, uh, Bridget. Uh, I do. <laughs> yeah. So in the West, LA still sitting in first with sixty points. It's going to be hard for Austin to catch up to them. Austin in second with fifty-one, um, but real tight behind Dallas in third, 49 points, Nashville fourth with 46, Portland 45, Minnesota 44, Real Salt Lake 43. Um, and then we have Galaxy behind with 40 and down from there. But Seattle 39, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Portland actually jump Minnesota with the win. So they've, they've now dropped over the past three weeks from third to sixth, which hurts. Um, essentially losing the home playoff spot for the time being. So uh, 
and, L- and LAFC is next on Tuesday, which you kind of alluded yep. to. They have, they have to play now in three days. I don't know. What, what, what does this mean? Uh, how, how, how do you feel? It's, it's, you don't want to start like, you don't, you don't want to follow the, the train to come off the tracks at the very end, <laughs> right. but not be great. It's it, not that we haven't seen it before, but right. I don't know. Tell me, I mean, tell me your, your feelings. It wouldn't be anything that we haven't seen before, but I mean, with, with LA, at least with them, well, I mean, you could, you could play it both ways. LA coming off a few draws and, and losses and, and having trouble putting, putting things together could work to Minnesota's advantage um, on Tuesday. However, Minnesota has often played the, the comeback, <laughs> the comeback opponent where, where teams kind of regain their footing um, and, and get their confidence for, for that final stretch. That's right. Um, it is That's nice that at least, at least both teams played. We're not looking at, you know, facing LA, like arrested LA on Tuesday versus, mm-hmm. you know, three days for Minnesota. So it's, yeah, I don't know. It's tough, right? <laughs> it's, it's so hard to predict with, with like four matches left. And I remember last week, Rodrigo was saying, ah, it's going to be fine. Well, okay. Sporting KC at Sporting KC should be a win. But again, they they always play us so hard. Peter Vermees is always just like, let's go. And, He's ready for it. And all Kansas City can hope for is to play the spoiler. And they would well, love all these teams, no, San Jose no, and no Vancouver. More. Yeah. They would love no more to, than to play spoiler to Minnesota. Yes. I think they're they're a bit more dangerous than Vancouver or San Jose. I think those two games are gonna be, you know, a a mental battle for United you know, whether they get complacent or they fight for it, but SKC is going to be the one that's, you know, really going to be actively trying to take that away from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Ah, that's well said. And, 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 and with the lineup, with the lineup that is not set whatsoever because yes. of injuries and yellow cards, um, Heath himself is one card away from a suspension. So like, <laughs> That's, There's all sorts of things karma. that are that you know just all sorts of little variables that could on big pieces that could wreak havoc on you know did, the did he get carded on the yesterday when when did he, he got, get carded? He was warned. He was warned <laughs> early. It was like 20 minutes in, and like the fourth <laughs> official and the, and the center ref are, are talking to him. Um, yeah. So <laughs> amazing. Kind of sets the tone. All right. Well, still lots to go, and uh, the the panic button is is definitely pressed and flashing repeatedly. So we will, we will uh, continue to watch and kind of see how this all plays out. But um, you know, we we can't ever have nice things in, in Minnesota sports, can we, Bridget? It's, it's always nope. gonna be like this. <laughs> uh, well, let's take a little break, and we will do some internationals. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be to me because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota Football Show. And welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. We are back for some international, uh, some non-England international. Football. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> let's start there. That's it's. Let's talk about it. So. Uh, Queen Elizabeth dies. Um, I'm just going to leave it there without getting <laughs> saying my actual opinions, but it's all over social media. You can probably guess. How, how do you feel? Uh, I'm, I'm curious on your take of, of the league canceling, because from what I understand, they did not have to. Like, they made that choice, right? Yeah, it was, it was the, the board that decided that it would be appropriate to take part in the national morning. Um, I saw an interesting take where, uh, rugby probably wouldn't face any blowback for continuing cricket wouldn't face, which any they blowback did, right? For, I think rugby yeah, played. Yeah. Yeah. They, they all continued. I think cricket's continuing as well. Um, 
but there would be a lot more backlash for soccer, you know, continuing. And I think we can all guess why um, classism and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, they are for sure not playing this week. I think they're still deciding whether they take part uh, next weekend and continue, you know, following this whole 10, 12 days of national morning or whatever the period is. I don't know. Um, I have no idea. So they're, they're still discussing how all of that is going to work, but um, yeah. Weird. It's wild. Weird yeah, situation. exactly. Very weird. And I'm, and I'm curious with, with so many, non-english managers and players I'm, I'm i'm wondering how how they feel about it too because they didn't really have much of a say in it but you know yeah, it's i mean it's it's the people with the with the money sitting in, sitting in the offices who are making those decisions for them um there were i mean they they still had to go ahead with like champions league and europa league um yes. obviously those those take a lot more planning logistically and you can't just call those off um right, right. And those involved, you know, minutes of silence before the match and and all of that, which which we see for any high profile figure. But um, yeah, it would really be interesting to to hear, you know, some of the some of the players themselves, you know, talk about how um, how they feel on that whole thing and uh how, how, I think how the monarch guess. that uh, yeah, so the, the monarch that oppressed their their ancestors has died right. and now they can't play because of it. it's like full circle yeah yeah uh, so it's it'll be it'll be interesting um and and how they choose to make up those games in such a tight schedule with uh especially the teams that are dealing with champions league and um and Europa and, and all of that, you know, with the really tight schedule because of the World Cup and COVID, you know, mm-hmm. all these things to make up, um, having to postpone an entire slate of games is. Yeah, they're going to have to do like a three match week or something, which would just be yeah. nuts. That's, that's which, a lot. Which a lot of those teams are already facing. So it's, yeah. Yeah. We'll Thanks. see. It's, it'll be interesting. I would think we hear in the next couple days. Um, what they plan to do for is it really 10 days it's like almost two weeks of mourning yeah she she's lying in state for like 10 days at buckingham palace and then there's like the funeral is 10 days after death and then there's a few more days of like stuff it's a whole production they've been planning for 75 years so (laughs) down with colonialism (laughs) down with imperialism um I guess from there we can talk about Champions League. <laughs> you mentioned it. We well, mostly what I want to talk about again. This is more related to uh, to EPL stuff as well. But it, Tuchel getting canned. Um, so Chelsea, Dynamo, Zagreb host Chelsea and they beat them one nil. And and yeah, he's he's shown the door. Uh, kind of a bold move at this point in the season, especially like the very beginning of Champions League. But you know mid to end of season here in, in EPL or no, more just more mid season. No, they just, they, had the, they, had the they, big just break. they really just started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of out of, well, so, so two, two things, I suppose I was, I was surprised. I don't know how you felt about it, but then you start to hear the closed door conversations and apparently what's the name of the, the guy, the, the new owner from the U S that's like the, the football American football guy. I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, but apparently they hate each other. Is basically what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like there were there were some. Yeah. I also saw a breakdown of communication cited a mm-hmm. few times, and, and you know behind closed doors, but also between Tuchel and, and players um, like Christian Pulisic. Pulisic, exactly. Um, but and that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah so it's it's weird timing it's I I guess I'm not super surprised considering how quick most of these teams are to pull the trigger these days Mm -hmm. in firing Um, but with no clear like 
if you've got somebody waiting in the wings or, you know, someone available and there's been whisperings or something like it's less of a surprise and that's not the case in this situation. So yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting to, to see how the season goes. I didn't put the new guy's name in here. I don't know if you remember his name, but he came from, I do um, not. Oh yeah. It's out there. You all know already. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's old news. It's old news at this point. I think he's already, well, obviously he would have coached this weekend, but he gets a little bit more time with the team. So, in that respect, maybe kind of a bonus for maybe it works out for him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't think there's any other big surprises here for the, for that first round on Tuesday. Um, except for maybe Milan and Salzburg tying. So that's more like a, a win for Salzburg. If Real wins, uh, Shakhtar, the next, you know, good on them for, for winning when things are so, so dire still in Ukraine. Um, Dortmund win man city, obviously Benfica, uh, PSG Juventus. I watched a little bit of that one. That was a sweet, sweet game. Two to one PSG, but they were both really, really going for it. It was a, it was just a really good match. Um, on Wednesday, this is the one Bridget probably doesn't want to talk about too much. Uh, Ajax get a big win. Uh, Atletico Madrid over Porto. Bruges over Leverkusen. Barcelona, really big one over, over the poor Pilsen team that got stuck with Bayern and Inter. <laughs> good grief. Uh, Bayern beats Inter there, by the way, 2-0. Sporting over Frankfurt. Tottenham over Marseille. Bridget, here we go. What happened? Napoli 4, Liverpool 1. Very good Yikes. question. What happened? So, um, yeah, that was not a fun one to be following by live tweets from the mm-hmm. office. I eventually just threw my phone to the side and yeah. <laughs> moved on Oh, I've had some day. of those before. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah. Rough start. But it's early. It is early. It is early. Um, Let me head back to what do I got here? I got some Brazilian stuff. Um, Goyaz had a huge win uh, at Santos last week, uh, two to one. They are currently solid in the ninth spot in the table, which again, just end the season. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Please give it to me now. It gives them, it gives them Sudamericana cup, which would be wonderful. They they could still compete in in an international tournament. I mean, it's perfect. I stop stop counting. That's right. Stop it. Stop. (laughs) Yes. My goal is always just stay above the line, but like if we can even get a bonus, like, Libertadores is a dream, but Sudamericana is just like phenomenal. We'll take it. Um, so I, I hope they can just hang around this area between like nine and 10. And even if they fall out a little bit, that's okay. Um, funny story about this. So my parents are actually back in Brazil right now. They had a big family reunion yesterday and they flew into Sao Paulo. And from Sao Paulo, they picked up another flight to Goiânia. And, you know, be, because they're a little older, like they've got, They've got some fun. So they decided like fly comfortably. So they sat in first class. So great. Good for them. Yeah. On their Sao Paulo to Goiânia flight. So they're in first class, top of the plane. Guess who walks in and goes to the back of the plane? Goiânia Sport Clube, whole team. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I wish you could have told me. I, I would have should have got some autographs for me yes. to talk to some of the guys. But, but my, my, my dad was saying it was a party, though, because obviously they had a big win against Santos. So yeah. it was like nonstop singing. They were buying people rounds of drinks and stuff in the plane. Awesome. So, yeah, so that would have nice. been a fun one to see. Um, they have Flamengo today, which, yeah, nerve-wracking to say the least. They're top of the table as usual. Not at the top, but they're top four. Um, they are at... It is happening in Goiânia, so Goiás is at home. So maybe that will help. If we can squeak out a tie, I'd be fine with that. A win would be huge, but they're also resting. Okay, well, this well, this is the transition into Libertadores, so maybe this will help. Um, Flamengo beat Vélez Sarsfield 2-1, to 6-1 to one aggregate. So they're going to the Libertadores final. So maybe they might be resting some people. We'll see. On the other side, Palmeiras and Atletico Paranaense, uh, 2-2 tie, but that's a 3-2 aggregate for Paranaense. So they are going. So it is a double Brazil final in Ecuador, and that is happening on October 29th. Uh, yeah, they're probably not resting anybody. Never mind. <laughs> Flam- Flamengo's going to come full power. Rest Forget them, it. Rest them now. <laughs> uh, 
crap. So much for that logic. <laughs> um, but the, the cool thing about Paranaense is like Filippo, just, just a legend in, in coaching down there and, and worldwide too. I mean, uh, got the World Cup win in 2002. You know, he's up there. Like he's he's got to be pushing 80, if not in his 80s. And to see him still doing it, I just put here, Filippo still has something to say. Like, you know, t- taking a typically mid, mid-table mid to low-table team and, and putting him in Libertadores finals, like, Kind of, kind of a good way to go out if this is if this is going to be yeah. a storm finally. So, good on them. So again, that's uh, Flamengo and Atlético Paranaense in uh, our Ecuador. I think it's Guayaquil, if I'm not mistaken, is where it's taking place on October 29th. That'll be fun. Libertadores final. What else we got, Bridget? Get through it already? I think so. Man. Well, here's Rodrigo. here's a random here's a Rodrigo, random one. Rodrigo, you. you are our brakes, buddy. You you you, you just <laughs> you just lock the you're you're like the parking brake. <laughs> it just stays on. <laughs> we take that parking brake. I think off, it's the two. Of, I think it's the two of you together. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. Uh, so we go ahead. So we talked about you know Premier League players and how they feel about about the monarchy, but uh, how about Lucas Mora? And uh, did you see that whole thing? I did not. Please tell me. So he, um, some of the headlines were he has come out as a right winger, saying that Bolsonaro and you know is his guy. And oh, that, there, there, uh, there's like, no coming out though. He's been pretty. Well, he's been pretty yeah, vocal about that. Yeah, but it's <laughs> but it's like suddenly making the rounds again. But but his his latest line was like communism and socialism are no better than uh, Nazism, yeah. <laughs> and so. Uh, Spurs Twitter has kind of blown up and become kind of an interesting and entertaining place. Interesting, uh, and it seems like a lot of Premier League people are are just catching on to, you know, more of what's happening in Brazil with with Bolsonaro and and that whole thing. I mean, it's a little late, but welcome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's been terrible for 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 many many years. Yeah. Um, so I'm that doesn't surprise me at all. Man, I, I just think what what happened to these people? Like what so, something there there is a childhood trauma there of, of some kind. I feel like probably <sighs> yeah yeah sucks. Um, so here's just kind of an interesting one. This this comes from uh, from Justin in our in our uh, Slack channel. Um, Best Kitas uh, in, in their uh, in the uh, Turkish league. They played this match. And a Brazilian player, De Souza. Okay, well, I, I guess to set the the, the scenario here, uh, there was a there was a pitch invasion, and it wasn't just one of those where they just like run around or like you know try and strip or whatever and get tackled and that's it. Like this this person, this guy, I'm pretty sure it was a guy, like actively went after a player. I think on the opposing team, and like you know was trying to like attack him. And so De Souza kind of sees what's happening, and right before he can he can get to the player he kind of just grabs him and does like a like a just a kind of a sloppy throw and, and kind of takes him down to kind of de-escalate the thing and then obviously security is there to kind of finish it up the referee gives de souza a red card for stopping a potentially violent situation which is just i don't even know what the word is ludicrous uh, yeah because normally i mean if stuff like that happens here and a, players generally stay out of it so that, mm-hmm. you know, in case something, in case they intend something crazy, but um, you know, players will, will step in to end it sooner so they can move yeah. on with the game and, and officials don't really say anything um, other than to say, you know, maybe don't put yourself in that situation, but uh, yeah. So <laughs> a red card for, for stopping a situation like that, even, even if it was, um, even if it wasn't a like a dangerous situation, that's yeah, absurd. And and there's there's this amazing moment too. Uh, I, I found a different set of because there was there was like the the gif that he sent, and then I found a longer video. It's it's a very rare moment where the opposing team is even yelling at the ref like, "What are you doing? He just helped all of us." <laughs> like you don't get that kind of solidarity usually when yeah. a red is shown. <laughs> so. Save just, that uh, card for later, my guy. Exactly, exactly. Just a wild moment, and hopefully that that ref 
loses his job because I mean, yikes. Um, anything else? What we 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 need a uh, something something uplifting here to wrap things up, Bridget. Pain pain drugs and and uh, <laughs> medication. <laughs> Send Take me meds. flying. Take yeah. all the meds they offer. Yeah. If you don't, you will regret it. <laughs> uh, man. You'll be fine. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to get back. I want to get back on the bike. Like, I don't want this to be like a PTSD situation where I just sit there and stare at my bike for like a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready. I want to get back on it. And hit the brakes every time you see a car. You're going to have to, your first few rides are going to have to be on a legit protected bike trail or something. Yeah, I think you're right. Or just, or just going extra slow and yeah. But anyway, um, what else? What's something you're looking forward to? Uh, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> she, she there's, there's like, <laughs> like I said at the beginning, lots of soccer these next couple of weeks. And you know, yeah. that's always fun. Uh, Come on out to a gopher game if you're looking for something different. It's it's fun. They're they're not amazing this season. They're good. There's mm-hmm. some really good moments. Um, so if you if you need a break, if you're missing missing the Aurora and and need some women's soccer, hit up the Gophers. Um, go. Yeah. Perfect. And we'll we'll put that stuff up on the IG as well. Like um, usually I, I see the equal time things and I try to get some of those interviews or some of the highlights up there as well. Um, just cause obviously it's not my specialty, but definitely something that, you know, we all enjoy and we, mm-hmm. um, I, I should have put more coverage in here too. We'll, we'll try and get a little bit more of the, the gophers, uh, scores and things in here too. So yeah, cool. But you can always go to equal time too. Like as, as we tend to do on this program, like <laughs> pro- promoting other podcasts yes. and other, other soccer mediums. But everyone has their niche. Yeah, we're all in it together. We're all in it together. Right on, Bridget. Well, thank you. Um, and thank you, listeners. We'll wrap this thing up. Patreon.com backslash uh, MN Football Show is the Patreon. I put a funny one up there, a funny outtake from, from last week. Uh, but the hand washing, that was good. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, maybe Rodrigo will be back next week and sobered up, but you all enjoy the week and uh, yeah, we'll yeah. wrap it up there and see what next week brings. Um, I'm going to be a Terminator cyborg by then. So watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. Bye.